What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Cast a Podcast with Ronnie Moore. And today I'm talking about the Bassmaster Elite Series event on Lake Champlain. My afterthoughts, the Afterthoughts podcast. I wanted to whew, try to just take in. I wanted to do it yesterday, but for one, I was so tired right after the event. And then also, uh, I had to digest everything that happened because the final day action at Champlain had my mind blown. It was completely crazy. What a great event. Congratulations to Brandon Polinick on winning the fourth Bassmaster Elite Series event of 2020 and his fourth Bassmaster Elite Series win overall. Impressive. The fisheries that Brandon has won on has have been impressive. And there's all a common denominator of uh, his offshore ability to read his electronics and and make the most of some offshore spots. And so what a stellar performance by him. Man, the final day, we went into the final day of that event. The 10 anglers competing on Championship Sunday were all within 2 pounds, 12 ounces of each other. What an incredible gap or lack of a gap between the top 10 Everyone had a shot. A 212 largemouth or a 212 smallmouth is nothing on Lake Champlain. There are so many of those. The population of good fish there is so great that a 212 is nothing. That's a, that's a, you might catch that in your original limit, but that's the first fish you're going to cull if you did. So, that uh, gap is very small. Everyone had a shot. Guys made their moves at different times. Jason Williamson jumped out with an 18-pound bag early, had you know had the unofficial lead, and Seth Fighter, David Mullins, Kobe Krieger, Jamie Hartman, Brandon Polinick. They all had their time at the top spot on the final day of the event, and uh, it was really impressive to see that many guys take lead changes right before our eyes on Bassmaster Live and on ESPN two. I tell you, uh, Champlain may not be deemed by most bass fishermen. They may not say this if you're trying to list off the best lakes in the nation or the you know yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna label it as that the best lakes in the country, you're gonna go you know Malax, Lake Saint Clair, uh, Saint Lawrence River, Rayburn, Kissimmee Chain, uh, Gunnersville, places like that. But I'll tell you what. For tournament bass fishing, if you're going to have a tournament on a lake, it's hard to beat Lake Champlain. Lake Champlain, the average mediocre bag is 17 and a half pounds there, basically. It is almost like a given. You're going to get 17 pounds on your worst day there. Um, Obviously, you can have much less than that. We're not going to take 17 pounds for granted. But 17 pounds, very, very common bag. Almost, it took a 17-pound average to basically make make the top 40 cut. So half the Elite Series field had over 17 pounds a day average. And uh, Champlain, just with largemouth, smallmouth, Ticonderoga, up north, Rouse's Point, Inland Sea, Plattsburgh, all the bays, marinas. It was it was such a diverse deal. It was it was such a fun tournament to watch go down. And for Brandon Polinick, that final day, it's one of those sayings that we we've said before. If it's your time, it's your time. And there were some things that happened on the final day that that it was evident it was Brandon Polinick's time. From him driving down the down the lake and uh, coming off pad on his spot coming off plane and when he came off plane he sees half a boulder 
Like literally his sonar starts pinging and he's picking up half a boulder that's underneath his boat as he lands off pad. And he sees one fish at the top of the boulder, barely within his sonar view, and just pitches his bait back towards the back of the boat before he even puts his trolling motor in the water. And then catches up with one of his catches one of his biggest bass of the final day. So impressive. I was wrong. I thought he had the biggest bag of the tournament locked down for sure. 22-1, thought he had that for sure. But literally he had five fish from four even to four and a half pounds. Such an impressive deal. He had 21-6 on the final day of smallmouth. And uh, overall, I think he had 18 smallmouth and only two largemouth for his 20 fish for four days. 80 pounds, one ounce was the total. And uh, we really got to see some awesome things there. Seth Fighter got second again. Second place last time we were at Champlain. And he was legitimately only fishing milfoil last time, it seemed. He would, he would just... That's where he was living and dying. And he had a 6-4 on the final day of that event. Aaron Martins had a crazy bag on the final day and came back and won that event. Beat beat Fighter by 12 ounces. And then um, Polonik wins yesterday. Fighter has 19 and change on the final day and loses by a pound and 3 ounces or something. Right there. If Seth Fighter's not in the top 5 of Champlain anglers, I don't know where... Or I want to see those five anglers that are for when it comes to tournament bass fishing um, in the world, professional level. Because Seth Fighter's resume there is great. Uh, it's crazy how a guy from Minnesota almost calls this lake home because it looks so much like Lake Minnetonka with a mixture of Malax in there. Like in the stuff he grew up in Minnesota, that New York, a lake that's 22 hours from his home, is uh is in his wheelhouse and so fighter proved why he is one of the best at that lake and had a 6-6 on day two that largemouth man I thought I thought that day not to play orange armchair quarterback but I thought when fighter caught a 6-6 so I'll break down his day two he went out and caught a good bag of smallmouth in the morning he didn't do that day one he had small Smallmouth went and called them all out with largemouth. Had 20 pounds of all largemouth. Day two rolls out, fishes smallmouth again, catches a good bag of smallmouth. And then he goes into his marina pattern, catching some fish flipping, and he catches a 6 6 like immediately. And I'm like, this dude's going to have a mega bag today, like giant bag. But then he laid them all, he laid off of them. He was like, I only need to burn like one or two fish today with how good my smallmouth bag is. So when you when you think that, I only need to burn one or two, and then he catches a 6-6, six, six. that goes from two to one real quick. Hey, I don't need to burn another one. I got a 6-6. Six, six. But oftentimes it seems that it's Champlain. If you can get that six-pounder, which is not easy to get. There are a lot of fours, some fives, but to get a 6-6 to six, six in a tournament, you got to have you got to make that your 23-pound bag day. you got to have that. That has to be the day you catch 23. And I think he only had 21 maybe. And, uh, man, that, that hurt my heart watching him lay off of him. But it was very smart as well. People are like, I just caught a 6-6. I should just wreck him today. And they might burn up their areas and not have anything for the final two days. So smart by him to try to save and manage his fish. That was That's very hard to manage. Sometimes you're like... 
well, if I manage them and someone else catches them, then I should have just burned them. Or if I manage them and they don't bite, I should have just burned them. But then how many times have guys burned them and then not gotten bites back in there the rest of the tournament and been like, man, I should have saved some fish. So we've played that hindsight game over and over from opposite directions. And so for fighter to immediately do that early in the morning, went and fished and he just went and fished random stuff and still caught fish. He still caught probably a 16 to 17 pound bag of just random largemouth fishing, fishing stuff on the lake. And, um, it, it was a, a well thought out one two approach for him and and the best made plans sometimes don't work out and it didn't work out for him but it had him in contention and that's exactly what you want going in the final day and he said it one of my favorite quotes of the final day at takeoff he said with everyone being within 212 I mean it's just a good old-fashioned one-day derp. Whoever has the biggest bag today is going to win it. And he couldn't have been more correct. Polonek 21-6, biggest bag of the final day, won the event. Second, um, you know, and I think there was three 19-pound bags. And one of them was by Fighter who finished second. The other two were by Ed Lochran and uh, Jason Williamson who moved from ninth and 10th into 5th uh, and 6th respectively. Then you had two 18-pound bags, one by Jamie Hartman and David Mullins, the other one, and those guys finished third and fourth. And then you have uh, the rest of the field had 16-pound bags, you know, and they finished seventh, uh, eighth, ninth, tenth. So really textbook final day at Champlain. It got it was supposed to get real windy. It was supposed to get real rainy, real cloudy, and it did for the most part. It was cloudy and windy early and rainy but it did not get as bad as we thought but those guys still fished their hearts out awesome crankbait pattern put together by um, fighter and mullins for smallmouth it was really impressive to see those guys catch them as good as they did and man to see mullins to see david mullins lose two or three bona fide coal coal fish big ones to see him lose two or three on the final day was incredibly heartbreaking. I mean, that dude put himself in position to win his first ever Elite Series title. He was right there. And as everyone, which I will deem this probably the best 45 minutes of live we've had. Uh, and, and if it's not, it's a top two ever day of you know, the top two 45 minute periods in Bassmaster Live history. We had Brandon Pollinick catch a giant, Seth Fighter catch a giant, Jamie Hartman catch a good one to to move right there within ounces of him. For David Mullins to hook up and lose a giant and just fall to his fall to his carpet and, and on his back and uh, knew that those were the fish he needed. I mean almost brought him to tears. For people who are like, there's no crying in bass fishing you have no idea what it's like to have a game plan come together, have you in contention, you're one ounce from the lead going in the final day, to have two or three fish that are no doubt going to help you by half a pound or more come off for no reason. You didn't do anything wrong. The only thing David Mullins did wrong was that he threw a crankbait. But that he that was the only way he probably would have caught him was with a crankbait. So you got to throw it. That's what he does best. He is one of the, if not the best crankbait fishermen on the Elite Series. That's what he does in East Tennessee 
offshore deep fishing. We saw him at Lanier last year do it. For him to to catch him as good as he did um, on that crankbait, you're going to lose some fish. It's normally like an 80% deal landing rate, but not with smallmouth. It's like a 50% deal. So that was brutal watching him go through that. A guy like Jamie Hartman, it was brutal knowing that he led three days of the event. His day one and day two looked like they were another world. He was fishing on a different lake in another world the first two days. And then mechanical issues on day three. His fish kind of running out on his main spot on day two and day three. He caught him fine, but he caught 17 and a half and he caught 18 and a half. And I'm like, dang, that's, that is tough. Lost a key fish on day three or broke a key fish off on day three. Largemouth fishing that would have culled for him. That might have been the cull that gave him the win. We never know. But um, all in all, what a great week. I couldn't imagine rolling out, you know, in 2020. Could not imagine, hey, we're going to be live on ESPN2 for the Bassmaster Elite Series. You know, we're going to be we're going to be live like we normally are. But not just on Bassmaster.com or the Watch ESPN app. We're going to be on ESPN2, not primetime, but there's really hard to have a primetime fishing tournament because that's at night. But literally smack dab in the middle of the day on Saturday and Sunday of an Elite Series event. And we had it all day on Thursday. and We had it for half the day on Friday. Never would have thought in a million years we'd be live on ESPN2 coming into 2020 at some point this year. Now, looky here. We've had Lake Eufaula, fantastic drama. Lake, uh, the St. Lawrence River in Lake Ontario, fantastic drama. And uh, Lake Champlain, couldn't have asked for any more drama. I was about to have a heart attack on live during commercial breaks. I'm like, guys, my heart is beating out of my chest. Because it is happening right now. Like someone is going to win this event in a dramatic fashion. And we got to see Polinick do that. He didn't know. He didn't know at all. But when Polinick catches one last one, he's like, that's the call I needed to make. That's so crazy how he knew that. You know, like he didn't know that. He thought that. He felt that. And uh, it ended up being true. That was a call that got him uh, the edge that he needed to win the event. So... Man, I just got a lot of info out in 14 minutes, but that was a heck of a week. Lake Champlain, fourth stop of the Bassmaster Elite Series, and uh, what a champion Brandon Polinick winning his fourth event. And like I said earlier, he's won four events, and he's done them all, different bodies of water, uh, utilizing his electronics, really proving to the world how much he knows about that deal, um, more so than others who are learning about electronics. For him to win at Bull Shoals in 2012, his rookie year, or uh, might not be his rookie year, might have been his second year. To have him win, um, I think it might have been his rookie year. I don't know. I know he made the 2011 Classic. Huh. During live, I know these things. During my own podcast, I forget a little bit. But either way, early in his career, his first or second year wins an event at Bull Shoals, deep cranking when everybody else is up shallower. It's, you know, that that early year time period. And he puts that to work and catches them and wins. And then for him to go the next year, have a chance to win, killing the Mississippi River event, and then lose on a culling infraction in the wrong state because of Minnesota laws and Wisconsin's rules, things like that. 
was it was incredible for him to lose that event. The next event, he's like, I got to win it. I got like no events left. I have to win one to make the classic. Runs out to Lake Ontario from the St. Lawrence River and wins that event. Then fast forward a few years later and uh, in 2017 wins it. Sam Rayburn, um, fishing brush piles and stuff offshore, catching a fish in the last 15 minutes to win that event. And then you've got, you've got things like, uh, things happen in the industry. Brandon Pollock leaves the elite series and then comes back and, uh, wins in his first year back and does so at Lake Champlain electronics pointing out his boulders, great teaching moments, truly incredible. Um, I'm at a loss for words. It, it is such a fantastic event. It was so fun. So hope you guys enjoyed it. I'd love to hear feedback on what you thought of the event. Those are the afterthoughts that I've had at Champlain. I thought couldn't have gone much better. It was a, a great, diverse event. Like I said, Ticonderoga, nobody factored from there, not even making the cut. Then you've got Rouse's Point up, in, um, up at the top of the lake. You've got the Inland Sea. You've got the marina people, you've got um, the flats people, smallmouth guys, the mixture guys, the largemouth guys. It was really a cool event. Super stoked. I wish we could have like Champlain every year now. Um, probably taking it for granted over the years when we've been there, but it's been uh, super diverse. And I'm glad, hey, we got our New York swing finished. We did. We went two for two on events. We were supposed to have a third event. Not at the at the beginning of the year, we only had two events in our New York swing, but then we added one when, when one move got when one tournament got moved from the Sabine, so we moved in and added Cayuga. Then Cayuga couldn't work out, so we completed our two event New York swing like we were supposed to, and we are halfway through the season now. Um, a lot of procedures went through the process of with COVID regulations and stuff with New York and Bassmaster, and it made it work, made it happen, and the anglers were safe, secure. The staff was as well. Proud of them for for doing the process differently than they've done their whole career um, just to be able to get some of these tournaments done. And so we've got half the season left. The Angler of the Year race is heating up. Uh, Jamie Harbin's sitting there on top of that. We've got a couple guys chasing nearby. Buddy Gross, Scott Canterbury. Um, I don't want to miss anybody else. I think uh, maybe a Matt Airy. A lot of guys right there in contention and um, excited to see what the rest of the year holds for us. Lake St. Clair is the next one, and it's August 20th through the 23rd. Four-day event. Last year, we had a three-day event at St. Clair for the AOI Championship this year. Four-day event, regular season, Elite Series event. So should be a good one there. Maybe just U.S. waters in play. Canada still has that border closed even for fishing, so we will see if we can get that figured out and ironed out. No doubt in my mind, Eric Lopez, Trip. Weldon, Bruce Aiken, and Chase Anderson are hitting the grind right now, trying to make sure St. Clair is done and taken care of. So, fantastic work by the anglers, by the crews. Bassmaster Live was awesome. Shout out to all the people at ESPN um, who wanted it to happen and allowed us to have that spot. It's been been a fun couple of weeks of being on ESPN too. So, couldn't have asked for anything more. This is my afterthoughts of Champlain. Appreciate y'all tuning in for this episode of the podcast. Let me know if you have any other ideas that you want the podcast to cover, and we will knock them out. Peace.